Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 30th of October. It is Relationship Wednesday. Tomorrow is Halloween in America. I think it is everywhere. I'm not really sure how far it extends outside of the States. However, it's a big day for kids, and Halloween has changed quite a bit. There isn't so much door-to-door going for candy. So some things have changed, but that's life. Life is about changing. And one of the things that I really wanted to focus on, because, you know, Christ is amazing. And I say that in the most, I want to say enlightening ways I could say it, because the things he says just cut to the chase. We don't have to go through 15 ways and 17 ways and eight pillars and nine pillars and all these different things to define relationships. And I am focusing on relationships in a romantic sense that you build a life around because on Wednesdays, that was the whole point of these shows. And at the same time, it's every relationship. If you run your life on chaos, on creating drama, I'm not feeling important, so you have to create ways to see if people really love you. It would be a great time to just take a check on your own levels of insecurity. Because a lot of times, whatever it is we have going on with us happens to us before we have an audience for it, meaning a new partner. It's like we come in and we have all our luggage with us and we just walk it right into the relationship and then we start playing it out. What do we want? What do we need? Why do we need it? Why is this person here? Why am I taking time out of my life to share with somebody? And when there's toxic things going on, like behaviors on the part of a toxic partner that are emotionally and not as frequently physically damaging to their partner, a toxic relationship is it's categorized by insecurity, self-centeredness, dominance, control. We can see that one a mile away. However, the two people in it, they may know what's going on. They may know it's not right. But they stay. They stay. Then you have the really great communicators who talk about everything, big issues, small issues, heart-to-heart talk, things that are irritating, especially the things that are irritating so that they're not irritating anymore. They have a really good chance of making it where they can enjoy their lives. I had a friend once, Dr. Fran, and she's since passed on. 
and she was almost 80 when she died, but she did not even go to school to learn to be a counselor, a therapist, until after 60. You were to meet her, you just couldn't believe this woman's stamina, power. She just was an amazing woman. And she said to me once, if you have one healthy person plus another healthy person, they can make it. If you have one dysfunctional person plus another dysfunctional person, they can make it. Because for whatever reason, the dysfunctions recognize each other and the functional recognize each other. But if you have one dysfunctional and one healthy, that's going to be another story. That's going to be another story. But it's not as clear cut as that once we're in a relationship because sometimes things that we said we would never do, never accept, never take part of, once we get involved with someone and we've invested time, we try to fix these things as we go along. We just can't help it. It's who we are. We want to make things better. So I knew what Christ told me were the three cornerstones, but I wanted to see what's out in the world. What are they? And I found like these three things. One is three pillars, trust, communication, and intimacy. The second one I found was six cornerstones. Be self-realized. Speak in truth. Clear expectations and boundaries. Forgive and accept. Intimacy and companionship. And then another one said, seven pillars, respect, trust, honesty, support, equality, personal identity, and good communication. And I thought, all of that is great. My bigger thing is, instead of just telling us what to be, what does that look like every day? How can we filter through every single day and build greater confidence, a closer relationship, more meaningful experiences, knowing that we are building an environment that creates family, even if you don't have children or a pet, that the two of you feel like, hey, you know what? This person is my family. My family. And I think of the word family. Because people can argue about words all day long. It's not this, it is that. People who call this, this, and they just go on and on about a rant. They pick a word and they continue. And it kind of distracts from an issue. Like people for a while couldn't say the word God. They started calling God the source a higher power, whatever you call it. We all know what we're talking about. Okay. But these, we can't really, we can't argue with them because they are what they are. And the three cornerstones, and you guys are not going to be surprised, especially for the listeners who've been here for as long as I've been here, are truth, love, and purity. Just like 
when we are peers, let's say as a young child, we were lied to, or we found out our circumstances weren't what we thought they were, found out we were adopted, our parents weren't really married, or or that, you know, there was a lot of trouble going on in the marriage, and we didn't know, we couldn't tell, now we don't trust our judgment, and whatever's going on as we grew up, or that our love was pierced, our parents either hit us, abused us, did things to us that made us feel not worthy of love. And our purity, crossing boundaries and lines and forcing us to grow up too soon. But what if we looked at every relationship we have as a brand new slate of truth and love and purity? And what if the filter question in a relationship would be, would I be piercing our truth? Because that's in our control. We can decide each and every day to tell the truth. If I do this, will it pierce the love that we have? Will it take away from us? If the answer is yes, then for what you want to do, the answer is no. If the answer is no to piercing the love, then the answer is yes to what you want to do. And purity, would I be breaking the boundaries of my relationship and the limits of what we accept as partners if I were to do this action? That was the conversation that I talked about on Monday with the woman who came and said, hey, you know what? I'm feeling myself walking into, and she, she knew it was happening, and she said, I feel myself walking into an emotional relationship with someone I met. There's something there. And my biggest question to her was, do you want to stay in the relationship you are in? She said, yes, I love him. I did not expect this. She'd known him for a while, but the getting to know him better was what was new. Taking it to a different level of kinds of conversations was new. But it would have injured all three, truth, love, and purity. Once I was able to point that out, she had a sense of direction like, oh, I'm just going to be a statistic because I always say that. Don't be a a statistic or a cliche on those kinds of things. Oh, another person whose relationship, outside of the relationship, was special. No one thought anyone would know. Everybody knows. And the reason they know is because you know. And we're not really good at hiding stuff. We may think we are, but we're not. It comes, it's in the energy. Christ says all the time, energy precedes words. So I really, you know, get fierce on this because 
for some reason, the ego comes in and tells us that we can blur the boundaries and the limits. Ego doesn't say, and if you do that, it will injure the purity of your relationship. It will make the love a lot harder because now you're diluting yourself. You're splitting yourself into two places. You won't remember what you said to who and why. You'll be saying things like, did I tell you? Did I already tell you that? And why would you need to do that if you weren't already telling somebody else? And truth. The truth is you took a step backwards and you're allowing another influencer to influence your relationship. It isn't what we think of it as. Like we have the words cheating. We have the words, you know, he's a jerk. He's a player. She's a a black widow. I don't know. They come up with all these names for people. But at the end result of all of that is that the three cornerstones or the three pillars are just the three things that keep a relationship strong are understanding truth, love, and purity. Because all the other things that I was, I just love looking up and then going back like, oh, Christ, you synchronized it exactly how I can learn it, exactly how I can talk about it. Because if we say trust, people can say, well, you don't trust me. But what does that go back to? He didn't tell the truth. Or the person wouldn't be having those issues with you. If they don't trust anybody, then you're going to have an issue with them. But it goes back to telling the truth. Trust, you can argue all day long. If someone trusts someone, who's to decide? Communication. If you think of truth and love and purity as a filter and you can communicate to yourself that you feel clean about what you're doing, that will communicate in energy way before any kind of words come out of our mouth. Know where we are at. Know where you are at. If you feel like you are with somebody or anticipating a relationship with somebody and you cannot tell yourself the truth, you're not sure if you can love, you don't know if you can live in a shared decision-making process about boundaries and limits in a relationship, you probably aren't ready. I've had a lot of people, a lot, probably more than I can count, who were not in relationships but looking. And some of them pick someone they know they can't have because inside they actually don't want a relationship. They just feel like they should have one or be in one. So they pick someone that's kind of, unattainable and not interested and they can go for years 
because the person is filling that that gap between not having someone and kind of having someone. Those periods can even get obsessive because you want them so bad, they're going to fix everything in your life. They are the perfect person. But I always say, how could they be so perfect if you don't know them? You think you know them, you know what you want to know, and then they fit into the fantasy. They say what you want them to say, they do what you want them to do in fantasy. But what are they like to live with? Do you know that? You've already made a lifelong committed decision to someone you don't know that about. Truth, love, and purity get pushed and pulled and turned upside down over and over again in a relationship. It is imperative to a healthy relationship to be able to say the truth, to understand that you love this person, that you love them. When you want to take away from the relationship, your question should be, why would I want to take away from somebody I love? What's going on with me that I want to do that? One of the things that I had a talk with about the woman I talked about on Monday was to question what she felt she wasn't getting in her relationship. Because we don't just veer out of the blue. If somebody catches our eyes, something is missing where we are at. Something is missing. And we have to be honest about that. Because fighting for the relationship is different than fighting for ourselves. When she was looking for herself, that sounded great. Who would ever know? It makes me feel better about where I'm at. It kind of boosts my confidence. And I'm like, well, why isn't your confidence boosted right now? What she would have done and could have done was created a symptom. Symptom is there, but she would have created a physical and added a new energy to the mix by involving somebody else. Because now we go from two in a relationship to two plus one. I don't say three because the other person doesn't know that the third person is there. This isn't even cheating, cheating or going through and having a sexual relationship. But most of the time, A third person being added to a relationship has nothing to do with sex at all. It has to do with an emotional void. So as we learn to say, hey, you know what? Will I be piercing the truth that we can share? Because now I'm going to feel pretty weird if I'm doing something that could hurt us. Am I going to be piercing the love that I have 
and splitting myself in two and soon I'm going to be demonizing my partner and sensationalizing the other one? Because that's what's going to happen. Am I breaking boundaries or limits by doing this? The biggest thing that I think about this is that she even talked about it. I don't know if I could have, because I don't know if I would have. I don't put myself in this situation anyway, because why would I do that? I don't even have the space, time, or mental capacity to do that in a relationship. But think about how strong her sense of truth was, that she was willing to admit that truth, talk about it. It told me why she was married for such a long time and how maybe within a marriage at different times when different things happen, like a spouse is working from far away, you don't see them every day, you don't get to talk to them as much and you just start to feel like oh wow you know I'm kind of here but I'm not well instead of adding to the till address what's going on where you're at because there's something really big about being honest to ourselves it has nothing to do with the other person When I hear somebody start to demonize their partners, oh, you know, the truth is, and then they go into this laundry list of everything this person doesn't do. I always say, are you scared that you won't be able to do what you want to do? Because you feel like they're not perfect. Because nobody's going to be perfect. But let's look at the things that are working in your relationship. He doesn't bear out. He's home every night. He puts you on a pedestal, absolutely loves you, feels like he just won the lottery. He may not be as thin as you want or as educated as you want, but you walk around saying, this is my best friend. How many people can say that about their partner? That this is my best friend. Because at the end of the day, emotional intimacy is what carries a couple throughout their relationship. And if we invite anger, we invite stepping out, if we invite allowing ourselves to hurt each other into the relationship, what we're doing is we're like that little child because the relationship has to start somewhere. We're piercing the purity of us meeting. We're piercing our truth, we're piercing our love, we're piercing our purity. 
There are some people that when they fight, they say some pretty gnarly things to each other. And then when they say they're sorry, the other person's so happy that they were sorry. But it's hard to take out what you've said. So if I were to say one thing to never do, be really conscious of never doing this, is another show we talked about this week about temptation and impulse. Temptation and impulse. There will always be temptations. Temptations to get really upset really fast and dump it on another person. Temptations outside of the marriage. There will always be that impulse to when we are hurt that we want to hurt the other person as much as we are hurt. But none of that has ever solved anything. And it never will. It will just cause more issues. There are many people that I don't know that well. We're on social media. I don't live with them. They live in different countries, different states, different cities. Who try to write me and tell me for my own good who I am and what I am. And I say to myself, I am not emotionally intimate with this person. So there's no way they could know what they're saying or what they want or why I'm doing what I'm doing or who I am even. But I'm a fantasy in some way to that person, whether it's them controlling me, having my ear, doing whatever it is that they believe. And I really had a hard time with this, very hard time with this, initially. And then Christ kept taking me back, taking me back to truth and love and purity and saying, what is your truth about this? Not what are they saying, but what is it saying about me and how I responded? I used to walk around just telling everybody I loved them because I did. But that caused a lot of trouble. So I stopped saying it, even though I still feel it. But I realized in truth that me saying that because people don't hear that very much. And I didn't know that because I say it all the time in my, in my life to my kids, to my friends. I'm, Always saying it. But the truth was that love was like looked at as a weapon. Like, well, you said you love me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Holy cow. And I created a whole ball of wax that I didn't even know I was creating. Because my love felt so pure, and I didn't want anything back for it, it caused a lot of trouble. But what did I learn from that? 
I learned two things. I learned one, we are starving for love. And two, we weren't ready for that language of love yet. Because we were starving for it. Taking our relationships to a level of being respectful. Because I cannot tell you what came from me saying that I loved people. They felt they had a right to read me the riot act. If they were upset with me for something. I thought, oh my gosh, this is mimicking relationships. Holy cow. But even though I don't say it. I feel it, and because I feel it, other people feel it. And I know that in relationships, sometimes there's couples that'll say, we don't tell each other we love each other every day. We know we love each other. That means we've all grown in confidence within ourselves, each and every one of us, that we are capable of loving ourselves enough. And now the understanding is starting to fill in the blank. Truth, love, and purity. Those are our filter questions. Those are our guides. Those will solve any situation in our lives. If we could use those three words as filter questions. You guys, I have 10 seconds left. Have a great day. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Team Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.